0: Live Bar. on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Ricketti Sargent, Paging Doctor Deucebag, Crash Gladys, getting crash position, and Statman.
1: Don't overdrive
0: the car. Here's the
2: Freaks. No freak. up <laughs>
3: You know, I don't know if my brain can handle this. Thank goodness the Lucas Oil Outdoor Motocross season doesn't get started until the end of May because everybody was lit this weekend. NHRA, IndyCar, NASCAR, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series was off. Holy, what am I missing? Statman, was there any drifting this past weekend, bro? No, the drifting was last week at Atlanta.
4: Uh, the original the original start of the drifting championship.
3: That was the first event, not at Irwindale, but at Road Atlanta. My head is about to explode. A great weekend of motorsports. Crash Gladys will get to all the results coming up in moments. Thanks to our friends at General Tires in her pit news and notes. So much to talk about for the next two hours, Freak Nation. Follow me here. Jimmy Johnson, that's J-I-M-M-I-E Johnson, joins us here in the Freak Nation. Yes. Why do I say that, Crasher?
2: You have to listen to find out,
3: right? And get a little bit closer to that mic. And it's not to talk about
4: the NFL draft. That's to talk about uh, something else entirely.
2: Hence the IE, yes.
3: Yes, it is. It's, so, it's
2: it's shocking. We did something with Jimmy earlier this week in Indianapolis, and it's it's it shocked me. I think it shocked all of us. So yeah, you'll know why we're talking IE versus Y.
3: So, Jimmy Johnson, that's coming up in about 12 minutes here in the Freak Nation. Also, this hour, Brian Herda. If there was a dude busier than Roger Penske, well, there's no one busier than Roger Penske.
2: Travis Uh, Pastrana.
3: Travis Pastrana, who we had on last weekend, by the way.
2: Who Uh, called us from his bus on the way uh, back from one event onto another event in the middle of the night. Crazy.
3: Which, by the way, Statman, we are digging rabbit holes 60 seconds into this thing. (laughs) Did he keep his job in in rally and everybody else because he broke the news that he broke his freaking leg here in the Freak Nation, the Lucas Oil Studios? Oh, yeah. His team
4: owner, Lance Smith, in Vermont Sports Car, he's not going to get rid of Travis anytime soon. He's got the two best rally drivers in America, or two of the three best in Travis Pastrana and Ken Block on the team this year. Uh, There's one other guy who won the championship last year, but he's not in the events right now.
2: Yeah, as if we were bad for breaking the news or Travis broke the news because he was a little bit still on meds and saying, well, I'm just going to tell you guys anyway. (laughs) I broke my leg. (laughs) Haven't told my sponsors or my team yet, but you guys now know. Just don't tell anybody on live national radio. As if that wasn't bad enough, some of the people that we follow on social media who have been posting stories of this past week in, well, Nitro Circus World. Right. Uh, yeah, Travis is fine. He's doing just fine. There's a lot of parties that went on this last week. Travis is, he is the full definition of work hard, play hard. Let's put it that way.
3: Imagine having so much cachet that you can break the news in the Freak Nation in front of, in, in front of thousands and thousands of listeners that you broke your leg. You, haven't, <laughs> you have the balls to say that without contacting your uh, manufacturer, your sponsor's. That you know they're not going to dump you, Statman. Has that ever happened to where you felt you had balls the size of freaking rhinos? Me?
4: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I carry around a Tyrannosaurus Rex with me just <laughs> remind me of where I fit in the scheme of things. I'm so far down the road, I'm in gas tanks. So, I, uh, you know, no, I've never made that assumption at any time in my life.
2: You're in gas tanks, though, unlike some fuel that people are hoarding all around the eastern <laughs> part of the United States. So that's okay. That That's a good thing these days. Yeah,
3: right. I saw the gr- greatest gif, jif, what's the other thing? Crasher? Sticker? Yeah, something like that, where there was a back end full of a Cherokee, Jeep Cherokee, with about 15 freaking 10-gallon gas, plastic, ga- gla- ga- plastic gas tanks in the back of that crib saying, whoops, looks like the toilet people... Toilet paper people are at it again, meaning <laughs> <laughs> the people who hoarded the toilet paper. But back didn't then? it
2: come out sometime on Friday, I think, in which they're now proving that those photos came from 2019?
3: Are we really going to break this down? Just roll with me.
2: <laughs> I will roll with you. Though, we got a
3: dinosaur who says he's in the gas tanks. <laughs> I've got it. My mind is is what is it? My my head's in Mississippi, but my head's where my mind's where's that man is where? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. Yeah,
4: you know, and we got we got Billy Gibbons explaining the song that he wrote to us in Las Vegas, standing on a table, and we wonder we forgot it. That's number week, isn't it?
3: Oh my gosh! Freak Nation coming up. Crash Gladys, pit news and notes, and of course we've got. Jimmy Johnson, that seven-time NASCAR champion, still getting used to that IndyCar. But first, let's resume with some affiliates and Crash Gladys pit news and notes.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined
3: the Freaks. Resuming with more affiliates here in the Freak Nation, thank you guys for being a part of 20-plus years of Speed Freaks. Coming up in moments, Jimmy Johnson will be here in the Freak Nation. Also, Brian Herda here in the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. You're rolling on something other than General Tires? Well, shame on you. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out their line of tires. SUV, big old Ram, an F-150. Any kind of trucks, roll on General Tires. Sports cars, sedans, they got them. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher.
2: It is now officially the month of May because, well, the IndyCar Series is racing in Indy again. This weekend was the road course for the IndyGP, GP where there was a fresh face on the pole and another fresh face as the race winner. Former F1 driver Romain Grosjean sat on the pole and led much of the race, but when Renus VK claimed the top spot, he did not relinquish it. Just like how the NASCAR season started out in 2021, IndyCar has now held six races, with six different winners from six different countries. Yeah, and well, we're just two weeks until the 105th running of the Indy 500. Next door in Ohio was where the IMSA Sports Car Series played around, and Wayne Taylor Racing's Ricky Taylor squeezed out just enough fuel to cross the finish line first for both himself and co-driver Felipe Albuquerque. NHRA Drag Racing hit Charlotte for another four wide nationals, and um, yeah, shocker. Steve Torrance took the win in Top Fuel, his now sixth four-wide win in the last seven four-wide events. Are you kidding me? John Force found victory lane again in Funny Car. Rookie Dallas Glenn notched his first Wally in Pro Stock. And fan favorite Steve Johnson brought home his first win in seven years in Pro Stock Motorcycle. Yeah, suffice it to say, the fans were going nuts. Austin Sindrick, now we're going to NASCAR. NASCAR raced in Dover at Dover Motor Speedway this weekend. Austin Sindrick taking home the honors in the Xfinity Series on Saturday. And then on Sunday, no one seemed to have anything for Kyle Larson until Alex Bowman did. But truly, it was amazing in the finish. No one had anything for the Hendrick Motorsports team as they swept the entire afternoon. Alex Bowman first, Kyle Larson second after winning both stages as well. Chase Elliott third and William Byron, fourth. Suffice it to say, an incredible weekend of everybody back to racing in motorsports. Coming up next, seven-time NASCAR champ turned IndyCar driver, Jimmy Johnson.
0: Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.
5: It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine
6: alive with Lucas Oil. Caution, Did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip hop group tag team to help you plan dessert?
4: Ah, uh, French vanilla, rocky road, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop. scoop. Chocalata, 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 chocalata. Chocalata, chocalata,
5: chocalata, chocalata. Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save
4: is more valuable today there's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best that's where lucas oil slick mist speed wax steps up it's great for paint chrome glass and vinyl lucas oil slick mist simply mists on and then wipes off leaving a new car shine every time it's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces for a complete detail there's also slick mist interior or slick mist tire and trim shine lucas oil it works
3: a hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MavTV Plus to the MavTV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your
6: motorsports fix 24-7-365. <laughs> Your soap is ugh, and your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish, you're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell, titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
6: Rolling around like your front page news. Lonely eyes in your motorcycle boots. Tattooed heart and your jet black hair. Rolling around like
1: you don't care.
3: Jimmy Johnson joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Jimmy, I got to be honest, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. And to this freaking day, I misspell your first name as a Y for Jimmy Johnson versus Jimmy. I know it. How many times has, has, does that happen to you still to this day, Jimmy? So many, obviously. And honestly,
7: I had a heartbreaking moment with the Y being on my name.
3: My very first
7: die cast car. So excited for it to come out when I was in the Bush Grand National Series. And um, we approved the imagery for the car, and it had my signature on the top of the car. But the outside of the box, I didn't know what it was going to look like. And sure enough, in big block letters, it's Jimmy with a Y. And I was <laughs> And then to add to this, I've been able to meet Mr. Johnson a few times. And the most recent time I met him, he said, man, you're messing things up for me. (laughs) I said, really? Why is that? And he said, well, for all these years, everybody spelled my name correctly. And then you come along. And now, occasionally, I get an IE on the end of my name. Right. So I I felt good about that.
2: I just want to, I mean, it's just my personality, but I want to correct people in tweets. It drives me crazy.
7: (laughs) (laughs) They're uh Hold on one sec. You're
3: going to love this. Uh oh. Uh oh. (laughs) What's going on here, man? He's going back to the secret room. Mm -hmm. He's going to get
4: another bite of that steak. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's right. Interrupting Jimmy at lunchtime. Uh Oh, no. My helmet bag, right? So, Uh for the weekend.
7: And this is how they spawn. Oh, there it is. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I just saw it. I was like, God, you're kidding (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> you know,
4: totally your own team. Wow. Yep.
3: <laughs> but Holy hey, cow. It's way
7: worse, so I'll take
2: it.
3: Well, okay. yeah.
7: Are you All named
3: right. after somebody in the family? Not in the
7: family, but yes, my dad's close friend I was named after. His name was spelled J-I-M-I-E. Perfect.
4: Wow. So you opened the door for this, Jimmy Johnson. As one of your biggest fans, if I was a gambler, I'd be a millionaire now all the times that I said you were going to win the championship. <laughs> but you opened the door to the Bush Series, and uh, I, whenever I think of you and the Bush Series, I think of you dancing on the styrofoam blocks at Watkins Glen. Yeah. After seven championships, you got a better dance step than uh, what you displayed that, that, day, that day? Yeah, that
7: was that was quite a day. What's funny is the next year I came back, there was a guy driving around in a pickup truck with pieces of foam that were broken up and <clears throat> selling them, saying this the the foam that Jimmy Johnson hit. And I was so excited, I thought the guy might give me a free chunk of foam. And he didn't believe me that I was Jimmy Johnson, maybe pay twenty bucks for a block of foam, a of foam. I have it framed and it's in my office at home. I was like, I gotta have a piece of this. And who knows if it was really from the wreck or not, but I I have a piece
4: of foam. So, Dude, the guy was trying to make money off of you and didn't know who you were. Yeah, right.
7: Quit. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You're Jimmy Johnson. 20 bucks. I'm like, all right, fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> well, Jimmy, a lot's changed from your NASCAR days to now IndyCar. And I read something about you completely changing your workouts, even. And you are that guy who carries a hand grip.
7: Whoa. Yeah. The, the grip strength these cars require to drive these cars is out of control. Um, you know, when you get in your car, if if you have uh, it's not a push button car, just turn the ignition on and and feel the weight of the steering when the steering wheel unlocks. Um, that's no power steering, and that's what these cars have. And the faster you go, the more force that you put through the wheel and curbs, bumps, all the little indifferences on a track that kick back. Uh, requires quite a bit of grip strength. So it's been an eye-opener to me, the, the intensity and the physicality of the IndyCar.
4: How long also, did it take you to get used to all the monkey motion of the open-wheel car right there by your uh, front feet? Did you did you get used to that
7: right away? No, I'm still not used to it. it is, <laughs> it's so foreign to me. Um, to be able to see my tires, if I could see my tires in a NASCAR vehicle, I'd hit quite a few things. So it is, uh, it's is—it's way different.
2: Is there anything that translates from either NASCAR days or off-road days? or Let's just throw Supercross in there as well.
7: <laughs> Very little. Um,
2: right.
7: And I know at some point the worlds will come closer together for me. And I experienced this from off-road to, to stock cars. In the beginning, uh-huh. stock cars were so foreign. But then eventually I learned how to, how to drive them and in my dirt background showed up for me in, in NASCAR. And I feel like that moment will happen here. It's just so hard to get the seat time. Um, I've had yeah. 10 days ever in a stock car. Five of those were full test days. The other five days are little 45 minute practice sessions and and a short race that you, you have. So I, I need more laps and it's tough to be a rookie in this era of time. One through Budgets and in the teams and sanctioning bodies being aware of of the expense to go racing and then the COVID era has taken a toll on, on rookies as well and although I'm 45 years old and, and not a rookie in many minds, um, it is a totally different world for me
3: hmm. you you brought up being a rookie you brought up the the craziness going from stock cars to IndyCar and there was the quote several weeks ago how Danica had to bite her tongue going from IndyCar into NASCAR. Do you think she would have bit her tongue now? Jimmy, given w- how far we've come in society, the recognition of women in sports, and women can speak up without recourse. Do you think if she said something today, that there would be as much blowback as there would have been back then?
7: Well, I think society is evolving and changing, and I, I'm not sure it's where it needs to be yet. And I'm not sure it's it's equal. Um, as a father of two daughters, you know, I, I hope that that. That world is, is very close by. Um, I don't think it should matter. Gender, uh, color of your skin, um, your beliefs and, and should affect your opportunities in life. So, um, you know, the world, the, the world is evolving and changing. It's great to see that. So I'm happy for the progress, but I, I still think we all know there's a long mm-hmm. way to go. How has educational? Any-
2: go ahead,
4: uh, Has there been any uh, hazing? For Jimmy Johnson, (laughs) your seven championships, when you get into the garage, a lot of drivers say, yeah, prove this, kid. Uh, Any hazing going on? You know, Dixon put student driver on the back of (laughs) his golf cart the other day, so... I
7: still owe him. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the good news is you still have tires on that golf cart. I'm sure you heard the stories from last year. I mean, but Tony yeah. Kanan is your is your co-driver in this car. Come on. Carvana is completely safe because Tony is the biggest prankster in the entire pit area. So you've got some, some good mojo on your side, I would think.
7: I do. And what's wild is Dario and Tony both have told me stories of pranks they've pulled off and are encouraging me to keep this tradition alive. And I just, I can't, I can't imagine putting so much effort into a prank. I mean, it, 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 they're pretty pretty extensive.
2: Yeah, cutting apart Tony Kanan's $10,000 Trek bike, that's a prank.
7: Yes, I'm surprised that didn't go to blows. I'm surprised they didn't end up fighting on that deal. Wow.
3: <laughs> Jimmy, growing up in Southern California and the off-road days that you, that you had, uh, was there a strong desire to get into open wheel prior to stock car or was it just whatever can help put food in my mouth and eventually in front of my, in front of my family at the time?
7: No, for me, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, being on the West coast, Rick Mears, Roger Mears, Robbie Gordon, um, and you know, all those guys transitioned from off-road racing into, into Car. There were Car races nearby. Um, Cal Wells with his race team, you know, started establishing in the area. That was my focal point. And, and to my surprise, the manufacturer I was driving for and guided me through my career so much was pulling out of IndyCar. And I went to Long Beach Grand Prix for one of my meetings thinking that I was going to have a Trans Am ride offered to me. And then hopefully after that would be Indy Lights and an IndyCar. And when I sat down on this meeting, they said, look, we're pulling out of, of Open Wheel. And if you want a future in motorsports, you need to move to the East Coast. And figure out NASCAR. And uh, not long after that, I had a one-way ticket to North Carolina and been there ever since.
2: Oh, my goodness. So this this whole IndyCar thing. Oh, by the way, this is All how there. we do interviews at home. Oh, <laughs> this awful. is Henley, Henley, Jimmy. Bye. So your your path was going to be open wheel. It changed, obviously, with Toyota pulling out. But Jeff Gordon was the one, if if we read through all the stories here, Jeff Gordon kind of mentored you once you got to NASCAR, right? And then he was the one that helped push you through in your career.
7: Yeah, he did. I was very fortunate to have quite a few help mentor me along the way. Um, and when I go to the, uh, the off-road days, having the Herzogs help me um, race in the Midwest in their off-road truck in the late 90s. They bought the ASA team that I drove for. They then bought and started the Bush Grand national team that I drove for. And then uh, a fly buzz in the tower here. And then uh, (laughs) that's when the conversation happened with Jeff Gordon. And that's through their Bush program is how I was able to race Jeff and be noticed. And uh, so grateful for many steps along the way. And uh, and, and just people believing in me and giving me that chance.
2: So where I'm trying to go with this is people, the last several years have been crazy for so many people, especially the last year with COVID and people losing their jobs. You 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 have a focus about what you think your life is going to be, and then suddenly, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not going to happen. Whether something's pulled out from underneath you or another change happens, but you still make things happen because you were still passionate about motorsports and you still surrounded yourself with the right people, and things still went forward. I think it's a great story.
7: No, I appreciate it. I, uh, you're right. I mean, there there were many in in motorsport as a driver. Doors are closing all the time, and, and you have to figure out how to separate yourself from the crowd and. And literally, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but it was very effective. When I moved to North Carolina, I printed like a thousand business cards. And at the bottom of the business card wrote professional race car driver. I would go and sit (laughs) in the restaurants where the team members would eat lunch, show up early, pass out business cards, collect business cards. Back then, we were faxing one another, and and I would have all of the... (laughs) post race press releases facts to these team managers and just worked it It, you know i didn't have a sponsor i didn't have the money to go racing but i had money to buy business cards and i made sure that i was (laughs) always top of mind of people and in the end you know i feel like it helped help them look my way versus others you know those key moments
8: wow
4: jimmy johnson that opens that sentence opens up a lot of stuff you bought one a one-way ticket you had a lot of confidence And a lot of guys in your position, when they get to North Carolina, they'll sweep out garages, sleep on floors, on couches, the whole couch surfing thing. (laughs) Did you have enough confidence to go beyond all of that and to launch this career anyway? I I believed in
7: myself for sure. I didn't know where it was going to take me, but I honestly, motorsport has been such a passion to me that, if it didn't mean I was a driver, I felt like I would be on a team somewhere that, that it, it wasn't a dead end road for me. And, you know, I had made this decision to travel, um, you know, mid to late teens and it's probably 18 or 19 when I left home to move, move to North Carolina. And I, I was, I was all in, you know, I was going to find a way to, to make a living in motorsport. I'd hoped that it was being a driver but there weren't any guarantees. So uh, seven, wait, 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 wait,
4: wait, seven championships later, <laughs> you could honestly say that you were prepared to do something else other than drive. What in the world could that have been?
7: Yeah. You just never know how it's going to work out. I mean, what's really interesting and kind of helps prove my point, although I don't think you want to believe me. and I'm joking. <laughs> is, uh, in the rookie class for uh, my Bush grant national series rookie of the year, Rodney Childers was one of the rookies I was competing against, and Rodney has turned into a, a multi-time, you know, Cup Series champion as a crew chief. There
6: you he go. wanted
7: to be a driver, but he's there as a as a crew chief. So, you just never know where your opportunities are going to take you.
6: Wow,
3: Jimmy, let's wrap this up. What's it going to take to get you in the Indy Five Hundred?
2: Of course. You got to throw that out there, huh? I'm
7: surprised it took this long.
3: Yeah. Hey, (laughs) you've known us long enough. Right.
2: No, I, there
7: is more of an opening than there ever has been. Um, You know, I I think the next realistic step is to test on an oval and and see what that experience is like watching the crashes that have happened since the aero screen has gone on. um, I think we, we all see the impact that it has and just how much safer it's made the sport. So You know, that that puts me in a window now where I'm I'm willing to try one on an oval by myself and and see what that experience is like and, uh, and take it from there.
2: And you realize if you ever do do that, and I'm just going to assume that you would win the Indy 500, you would then need to become a Formula One driver and then win Monaco. I mean, because you want to get the triple crown eventually.
7: I love where your head is on this. I do. But there, I think there's too much gray in my beard for uh, an opportunity in Formula One. Well, it would
4: match the color scheme on the Mercedes car. Oh, okay. The silver arrows, like you, you, you'd fit perfectly.
7: I should keep my optimistic point of view that I had when I was young. I think bring up a great point. Right. I need to keep that work ethic going. I need to get some more business cards and head to Europe. And
3: pass Damn. On greatness
2: I am a race car driver I promise uh,
3: Jimmy it's always fantastic we you take time to join us here in the Freak Nation buddy good luck to you we'll see you uh later on down by the track all right buddy I appreciate it thanks everybody cool. it's man, man. Let's
4: get it. oh my- An opinion piece this week said motorsports was at a crossroads and the future might be at risk. The piece looked at electrification in the auto industry and what impact that might have on car racing. It also looked at where the fans go after a year on the couch and how do we get fans back in the stands after they've seen the screen. Finally, the piece looked at fan regeneration. How do you get millennials and Gen Xers interested when they think in terms of 200 characters in a racing world that's 200,000 characters long? Funny, but the freaks have been raising these issues for most of our 20 years. Automakers want to sell cars crowding their showrooms, not win races. The fans want an experience they aren't getting at the track. And we've argued time and again that young people just don't buy the industry format. Glad someone's listening. The issue now, how do you get the racing industry out of its silo and into the real world? Peace.
3: Coming up in under 10 minutes, Brian Herta, the father of Colton Herda, kicking ass in the IndyCar series. He'll be joining us in moments. But first, our good friends at Lucas Oil want to remind you, go to lucasoil.com, check out their line of products to keep your ride on the road. The feature this week, it's Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. Cleans and lubricates multiple systems, removes harmful deposits, gum and varnish from your engine, improves cold temperature fluidity, lubricates upper cylinder walls and rings. In other words, go get it. Take care of that big fat VH got complete engine treatment from our friends at Lucas Oil. Statman, Crasher, uh, speaking of uh, going and getting it, it looks like a number of teams, specifically to the IndyCar series and NASCAR team, they went out and got it in regards to sponsors for this weekend's race and upcoming races, that frankly, if you would have told me this time last year, this time six months ago, that uh blockchain, that we'd be seeing t-shirts with Are You Tired of Pricks? That this these would be tied in with sponsorships, Crasher?
2: Yeah. Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Statman brought up Dogecoin last week on the show, but not in a sponsorship manner. Or just it's it's intriguing to me, but it's amazing at the same time because. This is where things are going. And the fact that these industries are willing to fork up some dough in motorsports, my gosh, motorsports has always been the sporting series, and I use series as in plural, that acquires sponsorships from thinking outside the box. They seem to be the first to do it. And then other series follow suit. Maybe the NFL will eventually have a Bitcoin something. Same with the NBA. But yeah, Bitcoin and what was the Rosh Fenway partnership? Blockchain. Blockchain. It's amazing. And then, of course, Connor Daly this week, tired of pricks. Of course, that talks about insulin. It's not what you think it is, but it gets you to notice. It makes you ask the question, what the heck is that? And it's about insulin inhalers instead of insulin shots.
3: Statman, please share with the Freak Nation uh, your description of what NFTs are. I, you know, you've been studying NFTs so so much over the last, what, 45, 50 days. Share with the Freak Nation <laughs> what NFTs are, please.
4: I, if you're asking me to explain <laughs> NFT, I, there's no <laughs> national football transitory. <laughs> just There's no way you could explain NFTs. Uh, you know, I mean, the the one thing that I think that motorsports has missed out on is the uh, fan duel and the betting that goes on that uh, stick and ball sports have worked into their system? I think that the, the motorsports, I've seen guys at drag strips that are betting on who's going to win a drag race in four or five seconds. I think it's the perfect venue to have that sort of thing. But for some reason they've shied away from it. I don't know why. Well,
2: I think it's I think it's coming. It's just kind of baby steps right now. I get more emails this year than I've gotten probably in our first twenty years combined on the odds for NASCAR races. It used to just be the Daytona 500 that I would get odds on from Vegas. Now I get the emails every single week. So that's kind of cool. And also the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, since it is the month of May, I don't think it's happening this month of May, but in the future, they've already said they will have betting lines at the track for fans. That's in their, part of their future plan. So it's coming.
3: Non-fungible tokens. Just look it up, Freak Nation. It's coming. Fungible? Yes. Ethereum, a it's fungus? coming. It's, it's uh, Roush Fenway, they have... Uh, they have Socios.com blockchain as a sponsor. You heard Crasher talk about um, Ed Carpenter. They've got a Bitcoin sponsorship. It's it's and coming, man.
2: What's interesting about the Bitcoin Indy 500 sponsorship is that everything is being funded by Bitcoin. We're talking about the employees. They're not getting paid cash, U.S. dollars. They're getting paid in Bitcoin. All the crew members, driver, which is Renus VK. I mean, it's just... It's amazing to
3: me. Can you imagine those old bastards working with the crew? You know, those old guys, 40 and older. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to pay me in what? What? Bit what? NFTs? What? Holy smokes. A big second hour coming up, Freak Nation. But first, coming up next, his name is Brian Herda. You recognize that last name? Former driver in the IndyCar Series, Champ Car Series. And again, part of Andretti Racing, his son, Colton Herta. Uh, A badass in the IndyCar series, a team owner in sports cars. He joins us next. A whole lot of things going on with Brian Herta. He'll be here in the second hour. A special salute to Bobby Unser and a young Arab girl. She's going racing. It's coming up second hour of the Freaks next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
0: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting.
2: A Teenager. Learning the Lingo.
4: GOAT. G-O-A-T. Acronym.
5: Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix.
3: Lucas Oil. It works. A hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MavTV Plus to the MavTV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed
6: 24-7-365. <laughs> Your soap is ugh, and your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish, you're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons, and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell, titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked.
3: What up, it's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam, you might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires and our website at
0: speedfreaks.tv. Attention all you light truck and SUV owners who'd like to exceed the limits. General Tire has created a tough, extreme terrain General Grabber Tire for you. The Grabber brings race-winning technology to thrill-seekers planning their next extreme adventure. Whatever your journey, the Grabber will take you where you need to go. Because with General Tires,
3: anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Freak Nation, 20-plus years in the Lucas Oil Studios. Stat man, crash, Gladys Kenny Sargent. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Part of those, well, a lot of those 20 years, Ryan Herta has joined us here in the Freak Nation. It started out with him running in the IndyCar Series, Champ Car Series, Car, whatever the hell it was, is an open-wheel series.
2: And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Back in the year 2000, 2001, 2003, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he
3: joins us now, Brian Herta. Uh, you've got so much stuff going on. Your son's kicking ass in the IndyCar Series. Your uh in Emsa, your sports car team's kicking ass. Uh listen, man, what did, twenty years ago when you first came in the Freak Nation at that Hooters in freaking Pasadena, do you think you <laughs> do you think I'd be calling you for freaking parenting advice with my seven year old and now Colton Herta about to become a, a grown ass man?
8: Oh man. It's been it's been a ride. It's been a hell of a ride. And and it's been good and we're still riding, so
3: uh I'm, I'm loving it. Should I, if my daughter at this young of an age gravitates towards go-karts, should I say, hell the freak, no? <laughs> well, it depends what's more important to you,
8: uh, financial security or helping her chase her dreams. Cause it, it, it's hard to do both in racing, but uh, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't regret a second of it if that helps you at all.
3: Brian Herda joining us here on the Freak Nation, and that brings me to a point of, Brian, through these last two, two decades of Speed Freaks, you talk about a person in motorsports who's had their ups and downs. That's been you. Having a ride, don't have a ride, chasing a ride, looking for a sponsor, and now look at you. You're back on top of the mountaintop. What's been your key to really wrapping your arms around these struggles and successes and Make sure you're not – you haven't been on a roof with a freaking deer rifle just pissed off.
8: I don't know. I guess I never really looked at it as, you know, when when things were going down. You know, I just got to work harder. And I feel lucky every day that, you know, I get to keep doing the thing that I love. And I, I think that's really what it comes back to is just passion and love for the sport and being able to still be a part of it and participate in it on a daily basis.
2: You know, one thing I don't think I've ever known – about you where did you get your passion for motorsports and maybe in particular indycar and sports cars
8: i don't know you know what i do know is i knew right away the first time i was i was 6 or 7 years old my dad took me to just like a local saturday night race at a local track and i fell in love with it and i can't remember ever wanting to do anything else from that day on so for me it was kind of like this immediate connection and and really deep and that only grew over over time. And you know, I'm I'm lucky to this day, I, I still feel the same way about the sport.
2: Yeah, because it's incredible. You've been able to turn your athlete side of things into a pretty damn successful businessman as well. I mean, starting from, OK, two Indy 500 wins. Where does that come from? So many people would love to be able to say that. And now you're in your championships in sports cars. And that cannot be an easy transition. You've made it look easy, but it just it couldn't have been, was it?
8: no no not easy um you know i mean but a lot of a lot of folks out here working really hard i feel very fortunate to you know when i when i stopped driving there in 2008 you know to to if you told me then that hey your best days in racing are still ahead of you I i would have thought you were crazy uh but i i feel very fortunate to feel like you know my best days in racing are now i i i get to participate in a different way you know i i people ask if I missed the driving part. And honestly, not, not really. Cause I did it for a long time and I drove for great teams and I don't feel like I didn't get that part of my life in and done. And I, you know, I feel like I was very lucky to do that. And I, I really have the same passion and, and and energy and desire to win now from the team side and putting people together and, and working with the drivers engineers and sponsors and manufacturers and all that to uh, to put winning programs on the track. I, I still feel the same way. It's a different challenge, uh, but I still get the same level of enjoyment out of it.
2: Brian a two-time Indy 500 winner, two-time sports car champion winner. I mean, just you name it. The accolades go on and on, and he's, like you just said, not done yet, not even close. Brian, so many people need to hear that story right now because, a lot of people, whether it's the pandemic or just other things in life, they've been let down or they feel down over the last many, many months and they don't know why they keep going. But your example right there of doing something because you're passionate about it and then learning from the good and the bad of that and being able to turn it into the next step. That's huge. And it, it, it's the never give up attitude, but learning from the good and the bad of something that you've done in your life already.
8: Well, it's nice of you to say, and I, I think I see so many great examples of that in my life every day. And just recently, I had, you know, a great reminder that, uh, as you guys probably know, uh, Robert Wickens yes. came back from his accident and, and hopped in one of our cars uh, during a track day we had at Mid-Ohio just last week. And, uh, you know, you talk about perseverance and, and dedication and, you know, the things that I've been through in my life just pale in comparison, you just can't even bring it up when you see a guy like Robert and, and what he's been through and the work he's still putting in daily, six, eight hours a day of physical therapy, uh, just really inspiring and, and uh to be part of that day when he first got back into a race car after his accident was was kind of an amazing day. And so, you know, when you have people like that around you to kind of draw inspiration from it, it makes I feel like it makes you know, what seemed like big deals in our lives maybe seem maybe not so big anymore.
4: Brian Hurdle, when did you know this thing with Robert Wickens was going to come together? And further, what's the future with you and, and Wickens? Well, we we started talking uh, really in January
8: uh, when we were at Daytona. And I was talking with Michael Johnson, who's, who's one of our drivers in the Hyundai uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, team that we have in IMSA. And Michael is paralyzed from the chest down. And so he drives completely with hand controls. And so we had to adapt one of our cars to a hand control system. And at Daytona, we just started talking. And I mentioned to Michael, you know, do you think it'd be cool to invite Robert Wickens out to drive the car? And Michael was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I reached out to Robert and said, you know, Hey, is this something you'd be interested in doing? And he was, you know, very uh enthusiastic. I I just didn't know where where his head was at on all of that. But he was like, Yeah, man, I wanna I've been working hard and I'm looking to get back in a race car. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for us to be able to kinda of put that together and, and it culminated last week at a uh a team track day that we had at Mid Ohio and to see him, you know, turn those laps and I gotta tell you, man, he he did a great job. I mean it wasn't it wasn't just a PR thing. I mean he was out there to 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 really ring things neck and and that was really cool to see.
4: Brian, it seems like everybody knew that this wasn't a PR thing for Wickens. You he knew it, you knew it. There's a, probably other drivers like Michael Johnson, even Alex Zanardi. It would be wonderful to get all three of them together, Wickens, Johnson and Zanardi together in a car. And maybe go racing at the twenty-four hours of Daytona next year. That's something you could strive to put together yourself. Brian heard it. Well, that that would be amazing. I don't know,
8: <laughs> I don't know if I could conjure all that up together in one in one magic formula. But that would be an amazing, amazing uh, lineup. But you know, for for Robert, you know, we've talked about what could be the next steps. I think, you know, coming off the test, take a little time and process and. and See what what could be next for him. You know, Robert's desires to get back to elite level motorsports, and I think, I think we could be maybe a step along that path back for him. But it's really going to be up to what he wants to do next, and uh, him really kind of evaluating where he's at and what he thinks he can do.
3: Brian Herda joining us here in the Freak Nation. Good to get him back here to give us some insight. Has there been a time, and and I'm being somewhat funny in this when you've had to get after Colton, your son before saying, Look, Robert Wickens is about to kick some freaking ass. I don't want to hear about you complaining about having a bad hair day.
8: <laughs> well, you know, I guy like a guy like Robert, you know, and what you know, when he shows up and you see his level of dedication, his work ethic and and how badly he wanted to be in that car, it does it does kind of remind you, hey, the the little the little things that you know I'm struggling with today, or or that seem like a bigger thing, really aren't that big a deal. And so I think, you know, I, I love being around people like that. I lo- I, I want to always be around people that you know inspire me and and make me want to do better. And I'm lucky with the IndyCar team, working with the Andretti guys. I'm around a lot of people like that, and and with the IMSA team with Hyundai. You know, we've got some great examples of people like that, like Michael Johnson, who just, who show you that wherever you think the limit is, wherever you think your limit is, you're not even close.
4: Brian, you spent a lot of time in an open wheel car and were never injured severely. It must give you pause then looking at your son racing in an open wheel car. How did you get out of all of that without any serious injury? A little bit, a little bit. I did. I, I had a bad accident early on. I broke my pelvis
8: in seven places and my femur, but luckily they were all injuries that uh, I was able to fully recover from, and then come back and really. It happened so early in my career. A lot of people don't even. It was when I was <laughs> driving for AJ Foyt. Don't even realize that I that I had that accident, but um, yeah. I mean, I you you do you do look back and say you know, I've I've been, I've been charmed, you know, I got to do this. I came out the other end in good shape. You know, I got a great family and, and things are going well in life. So, you know, I think there's a feeling of gratitude about the whole thing.
2: I remember your accident at Elkhart Lake. Alex Barron comes to mind. I forget the car that flew over you. Obviously way, was Was it Alex? Okay. Way before, obviously the halo, the aero screen that we have now with IndyCar what are some feedback from your son, Colton, or some of the other drivers you've worked with? I mean, it seems to be awesome from most every standpoint and from a fan perspective, but what are the drivers really saying behind the scenes of that new safety enhancement with IndyCar?
8: I'll tell you what, every every sort of day that goes by, I think we're seeing more and more examples of why it's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the footage, onboard footage from uh, Ryan Hunter-Rays uh, in car from the accident that happened in Barber. And uh, when he hit Joseph Newgarden's car, that tire rode right up onto the aero screen. And Ryan didn't even know it at the time. He so said at the moment of impact, he closed his eyes, so he didn't see it. But when he went back to the trailer and watched the in-car, and you watch that tire was coming right at his head, and it hits that aeroscreen screen and slides right up, up, and over. And it just, it just shows you. I mean, I think some of the concerns we had about it and whether – You know, whether, was it going to shatter into a million pieces when it hits something, anything? I think it's, it's proving to be, uh, more than up to the task. And I think it's a, it's, you know, one of those great safety innovations like the safer wall, like the Hans device. It's one of those things that I think a few years from now, you won't be able to imagine racing a car without one.
2: Yeah. Bottom line, IndyCars are rocket ships that don't fly. They, we don't want them to fly. We want them to stay down. They still look like a rocket ship, people. So yeah, and they're safer now. So let's just keep with it. I, I love it. Speaking of IndyCar, the month of May, Indy 500 is obviously huge with the series and your month of May. I mean, <laughs> I guess this is just what you get in this phase of your, your, your life, your career. You, you're pulling double duty this weekend with IMSA and IndyCar. It's a packed, packed month for you. How do you balance it all?
8: Oh, I love it. I look forward to it every year. My favorite month of the year. And it's busy, but you know, there's a lot of prep that goes into it ahead of time. And, you know, if you prepare correctly, when you get there, you know, the work is just going through the motions. You've already done all the hard stuff. So, you know, to be here at Indianapolis and I I love now that we get to race on the road course and open the open the month of May on the road course this Saturday and then move right into practice and qualifying for the Indy 500 and obviously the Indy 500 on Memorial day weekend. I mean, for, for me, this is, uh, this is Christmas. So uh, <laughs> to be here, I'm actually I'm talking to you live from the infield of Indianapolis motor speedway right now, getting ready. Uh, uh, we just finished our engineering debriefs and uh, we're getting ready to go for the weekend.
2: It's the most Have you wonderful checked time on the crappers over there in the turn year.
3: one to make sure the, there's no more stalls. There's actual toilets. <laughs>
8: I've heard I've heard they're immaculate but I have not been over to
2: see it. <laughs> he can't give you a first hand take yet.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
3: not yet. Heard of, it's always I'm, great.
8: I'm a little spoiled. I have I have my bus inside and I got my own Jeez. private toilet in here that I like to use. Yeah. But uh, just for you guys, I'll go check them out. And next time we talk, I'll give you an update.
2: It will be a Speed Freaks feature. Absolutely. Brian Hurta reporting from <laughs> outside <Exclusive>. turn one.
8: <laughs> Exclusive, Exclusive. The crappers.
2: Yes. Exc-
3: First world problems, <laughs> Freak Nation. Damn it. People just wish they only had a hole to piss in, and they were bitching and moaning about having troughs. Uh, Herda, <laughs> as always, brother, it's greatness. Thank you for doing this, bud. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's always my pleasure. It's that, man. Every time we talk to Brian Herda, there's so many stories there, side stories, sub stories, however you want to refer to it. The one story that comes to mind is that bet you made with him about 17, 18 years ago about finishing in the top 10. What was that? Yeah, we were at a Hooters in Pasadena, and he was out of
4: the top 10 when he was racing in the kart championship or champ car, whichever it was. And uh, I said, dude, you're not in the top 10. So he got a little indignant and said, look, I'll be in the top 10 by the end of the year. So I just played it a little further and said, if you get in the top 10, I'll grow my hair out. And if you you don't get in the top 10, you have to shave your head. And he, you know, I went on a a bike ride. I let my hair grow just to find out where it was going to grow and what color it was going to be. But he uh, he he didn't get into the top 10, and he shaved his head, pulled his hat off at a Supercross at Anaheims, and I pay my bet, and I'll never forget Ryan Hurta for that.
3: Wow. Now look at the guy, the father of a badass in an IndyCar, and he's got his fingers and fists and face and feet in so many different forms of racing. <laughs> second hour of the Freaks coming up, a special salute to... Bobby Unser, and an Arab girl goes racing. Big second hour. Coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Speed, Freaks. Speed, Freaks. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys.
2: What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And
0: Man. I am serious. Here's the Freaks.
3: In about 12 minutes... Tony Breidegger will be joining us here in the Peak Nation. If you're on the peripheral of racing, if you're not even into racing, you may have seen this girl. She's made her rounds with Ellen. That's, that's a hell of a topic right there, huh? About oh, Ellen canceling or moving or ending her show. Tony Breidegger will be joining us coming up in about 12 minutes. What she's doing in the ARCA series, running on those general tires, is absolutely bonkers. And you need to stick around for this interview because she's making waves, not because she's winning races. She's not winning races, but what she's doing is, frankly, for all the young women out there and women of Crasher's age, uh, be proud what she's doing. Uh, Tony Brineger will be joining us in about 12 minutes, Crasher.
2: It goes beyond gender, though. It goes into race. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's... Yes. Many of you on social media have questioned, why are we still talking about gender and race when it comes to athletes? Well, because we have to, because the conversation and the stereotypes are not gone yet. And the more we talk about them now, the less we will need to in the future. And it will be more normalized in the future. But hence, here we are today. And she's yeah, she's great. She's breaking barriers.
3: And as promised last week, we had about six, seven minutes of a highlight of one of our past interviews with Bobby Unser. With the passing of Bobby Unser and the significance that he's meant to this month in Indianapolis, I felt we needed to have a bigger tribute to him. So we're going to go back five years with him calling into the show from the infield of Indianapolis Motor Speedway getting set for the big month of May. He might have been the first damn RV in the infield when he called in, but you don't want to miss this interview with Bobby Unser to to wrap up the show coming up this hour. But Statman, on our weekly rundown. You put a story in there that I would have missed if I wouldn't have seen your link in regards to Roger Penske. It's at racer.com and Roger Penske hopped in a car, not just any car, but a significant car. And I, I bring this, there's a picture of him in this bell helmet <laughs> that it just, it should put the fear in a lot of dudes out there. If you're 16 or 60 or 105, Roger Penske stat man got in a significant car and drove that damn thing for what, 14, 15 laps, right? He Actually, drove for about 25.
4: had to figure out how to use the thing. Didn't know that you didn't have to depress the clutch every time you shifted the gears. He uh, He was a driver many years ago, back in the late 60s, won races. And he's like, I don't know, we mentioned Colin McRae earlier. People don't know that he was a real driver, a race driver, and had success at it. Uh, and people just see Pinsky on rental trucks and they only saw Colin McRae on video games. And some kids didn't know he was real Colin McRae. And some people may not know that Roger Penske is more than a team owner, an Indy 500 winner and a track owner. In fact, he raced, practiced on a racetrack that he used to own in Michigan.
2: Yeah, it's pretty stunning. It, yeah, you see Penske truck rentals or you see Penske car dealerships all across the nation. And you do wonder who is Penske? Well, Roger Penske is one of the wealthiest men in the world. He's he's up there with Bezos and oh gosh. Come on, give me some of the Silicon Valley dudes. He's up there. He sits on the board of more than 50 companies. I think it's in the hundreds, to be honest. This guy He's eighty-four. Talking about Roger Penske. he takes board meetings up in his plane at 40,000 feet to, in order to stay at, abreast of everything going on and all the boards he sits on. It's just, it's incredible that I, we've been told he sleeps maybe four hours a night. I
3: don't believe that for a minute.
2: I don't either, but at the same That's time, cool. it's, it's, at the same time, some people function very well that way, and I think Roger is one of them. It's he's he an amazing man. He used to
4: buy $200,000 worth of tickets to go to the Long Beach Grand Prix so that people would see how hard his people worked. And when they showed up to put something on their shelves on Tuesday, they knew that from the experience they had at the Grand Prix on Sunday.
2: Yeah, that's just that's amazing. He's done the same when motorsports was really going through well, I guess IndyCar was really going through a hard time. It was the IRL days when Penske first made the switch from cart to IRL in the early two thousands, he did the same thing. He was buying up tons of tickets for Michigan and other places and yeah, it was all to again, he's just spending his money to help the series. That's just what he was.
3: We'll post that story at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Read get Get some detail on Roger Penske behind the wheel and what he means to not just motorsports, but the entire automotive industry. Coming up, Crash Gladys, pit News and Notes, and a salute to Bobby Unser.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined
3: the freaks. Bringing in another round of Affiliates Freak Nation. How you doing, man? 20 years plus, Speed Freaks. Coming up, Tony Breininger, ARCA series driver. She will be joining us, and her story is a can't miss. And a salute to Bobby Unser coming up to round up uh, this show in about 25, 30 minutes. But first, Crash Gladys pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out their line of tires, you bad boy. You got an F-250? A Ram, a Silverado, what about a smoking SUV? Be sure you're rolling on General Tires, official tire of the Freak Nation. Crasher?
2: It is now, officially, the month of May because, well, the IndyCar Series is racing in Indy again. This weekend was the road course for the Indy GP where there was a fresh face on the pole and another fresh face as the race winner. Former F1 driver Romain Grosjean sat on the pole and led much of the race, but when Rena's VK claimed the top spot, Did not relinquish it. Just like how the NASCAR season started out in 2021. IndyCar has now held six races with six different winners from six different countries. Yeah, and well, we're just two weeks until the 105th running of the Indy 500. Next door in Ohio was where the IMSA Sports Car Series played around. And Wayne Taylor Racing's Ricky Taylor squeezed out just enough fuel to cross the finish line first for both himself and co-driver Felipe Albuquerque. NHRA Drag Racing hit Charlotte for another four wide Nationals. And, um, yeah, shocker, Steve Torrance took the win in Top Fuel, his now sixth four-wide win in the last seven four-wide events. Are you kidding me? John Force found victory lane again in Funny Car. Rookie Dallas Glenn notched his first Wally in Pro Stock. And favorite Steve Johnson brought home his first win in seven years in Pro Stock Motorcycle. Yeah, suffice it to say, The fans were going nuts. Austin Sindrick, now we're going to NASCAR. NASCAR raced in Dover at Dover Motor Speedway this weekend. Austin Sindrick taking home the honors in the Xfinity Series on Saturday. And then on Sunday, no one seemed to have anything for Kyle Larson. Until Alex Bowman did. But truly, it was amazing in the finish. No one had anything for the Hendrick Motorsports team as they swept the entire afternoon. Alex Bowman first. Kyle Larson second, after winning both stages as well, Chase Elliott third, and William Byron fourth. Suffice it to say, an incredible weekend of everybody back to racing in motorsports. Coming up next, breaking barriers with ARCA driver Tony Reininger.
0: Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.
3: Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks and window Vehicles. That can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle can break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil.
2: Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions.
3: Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs.
2: So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil.
6: Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough.
2: General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two
3: decades.
4: It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil.
3: What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam, you might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Today,
5: time is more valuable than ever. And we We all want our vehicles to look their best. To save time and have a great-looking ride, use Lucas Slick Mist Speed Wax. Great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on, then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy, working on wet or dry surfaces. You can also use Slick Mist Interior Detail or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine for that complete detail look. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening
0: to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: 20 plus years of doing this in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, man. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Bobby Hunter a tribute coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. Follow me here. Cleans and lubricates multiple systems, removes harmful deposits, gum, and varnish. You want to keep that engine clean and alive? Roll with Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. Her name is Tony Reiniger, Arab, female driver in the Arca Series, making a whole lot of noise. All, I don't care if it's international news, national, local. She's done her time already at such a young age. And she's hanging out in Indiana to celebrate her twin sister's graduation. And Crasher, sorry about this. Ugh. You're hanging out where, Tony?
9: Purdue University.
6: Oh, Purdue. Oh no. Oh, you're in West
2: Lafayette right now? Oh yes. my gosh. Do you smell the cow poop? I mean, seriously. Oh, what? I'm an Indiana Hoosier grad. I don't like me some Uh-oh. Purdue people.
9: Uh oh! Whoops. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I'm just out here. I'm gonna be in Indianapolis tomorrow. I'm gonna be testing one of my dad's midgets. So, um. Yeah. I'm not gonna be here too much. But yeah. No.
2: All right. Fine. Whatever. My family is. My family is half Purdue, half IU, so I'll give you a little bit of a pass, right? now. Okay, here. cool, perfect. <laughs>
3: no, that, that's a perfect way to start this thing off. I knew where your sister was graduating from, and I don't. I didn't think Crash knew. She knew she was graduating, but yeah. Crash, being a Hoosier herself, I knew she'd get a Uh-oh. she'd get a big kick out of uh, you hanging out with all the, all the boiler makers.
2: <laughs> oh, it's painful.
3: <laughs> why now, Tony? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you graduating from college, and your sister's n- not on this? video interview?
9: Yeah. So we used to race with each other all the time. We grew up racing with each other. And then when it kind of came down to choosing college or racing, she was like, you know what? I'm going to go do college. That's kind of like a realistic path. She's like, racing's not really realistic. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go do racing. I'm not really one for doing kind of like realistic things that are in the norm. So I was like, this is right up my alley. I'll go take my chance on racing. And I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's typically where I'm based out of.
3: Ah, well, that makes sense because mm-hmm. when you when you have you know a sister your own age, a, t- a twin, yeah, you just, you just wonder where is it that where is it that, that the split happens that you lean this way and she leans that way, yeah. Was it where was the was it was it dad? Where was the the influence?
9: Um, honestly, I don't know. We're so different. We have such different personalities, even though we were raised exactly the same. (laughs) Uh, So it's just kind of funny. We're just so different. She's very like, she's always loved school and been one to like read books and do all this extra credit, and she always just easily got A's in class. I'd be taking the same classes, and I felt like I was studying so much more, and I just, like, wouldn't get it like she did. Um, So school was always her thing, and I was always like, oh, you know, I'm not, like, a big school person. I did it. I passed. Um, But, yeah, she was always kind of the more smart one. I was like, I want to go do racing, so.
4: <laughs> wow, that's the opposite of everything we have been taught about twins. Mm-hmm. You two are supposed to have similar interests, similar likes, and mm-hmm. similar everything. And what you described is that two here are on opposite sides of the street.
9: Yeah, honestly, I think racing is the only thing that we really have in common for like a common like other than that, like we're told in like different friend groups and just like have different interests. She likes to go on hikes and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I'd rather kind (laughs) of go at home or like go like walk around like a city or something like that. So we're very different.
2: Does she ever contact you and say that she's getting the itch to get back in the cockpit again and maybe you'll let her get back in your seat just for a test?
9: um honestly I don't really get that call usually I'm the one to call her and be like hey can you da- drive dad's car this weekend because I can't make and I'm kind of like the one like <laughs> her, but she's always like no like I have class and all this stuff so um she's covering for me in a couple weeks um at Lucas Oil Raceway while I'm going to be racing at Charlotte um so I'm kind of the one like hey can you like fill in for me because I don't want to leave my dad's see empty but I also have to go do the arca stuff so yeah
2: okay <laughs> so, so that's a big deal right there I'm sorry stat man it's you guys you're driving arca and obviously yeah. the arca series on general tire we yeah. that's how we have found you but you guys are also both like you said filling in for your dad's seat which is in usac <laughs> so is that do i have that correct yeah it's correct my dad has a couple
9: usac cars he has midgets and silver crown cars um so yeah that's kind of what kind of got us into oval track racing is he got some USAC cars and was like, hey, I got you guys these cars, this is what you're gonna drive. Even though I want to go do stock cars, I was like, you know what, this is the car that he got me, I'm not gonna complain, at least it's better than nothing. Um, and I ended up loving USAC midgets and driving those, um, but I always kind of had a passion for stock cars, and, he, and I knew that was kind of the direction that I wanted to go in.
4: Wow, so do you have, uh, when you think of your sister away at college, One of the things that does happen in a college environment are parties and a good time and social life and all of that sort of thing. You're at a racetrack sweaty and, and, you know, dirty and all of that. You ever miss, you ever call her and say, what's it like? Can I be a part of that?
9: um i visit her like the couple times that i have visited her and have gone out i'm like okay like a couple days is enough for me i don't get how these college students but, like, <laughs> a week long i'm like one night i'm like out oh, i'm done i like can't like do anything the next day so i'm like i don't know how they do it they're like they're a different breed i can't do it she wants me to go out tonight i'm like no like i have a test tomorrow like i can't i can't
2: balance life like that like you do <laughs> wow
0: whoa
2: you're saying tony breininger is saying that that college students are a different breed uh-uh honey you are a race car driver race car drivers are a different breed
9: yeah i know they're crazy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know like i go out sometimes but i'm more like i like to wake up early i go to sleep early i feel like i'm kind of like I, I go to sleep at like eight or nine o'clock and i wake up at like four or five i'm just like i can't like stay out one night. I feel like it throws off my entire week.
3: (laughs) Tony Broniger here in the Freak Nation, and you always hear the stories about how twin sisters will pull a fast one on boyfriends (laughs) and switch dates. Now, has that happened in racing where your sisters jumped in the race car Mm -hmm. and switch for you when people thought it was you in the race car or vice versa?
9: Yeah, so actually last year I was supposed to do a race and then I got called to go do a late model race. Um, So I called her like the night before. I was like, hey, can you fill in for me tomorrow? And she kind of ended up jumping in the car. Um, But it's never been like on a race. Like I haven't like qualified and then she filled in for me. Um, But it's definitely been like a night before call. Like, hey, like, can you fill in tomorrow? I'm leaving. I want you to go drive this race car. Um, So yeah, we've definitely, she's definitely filled in for me a few times now.
4: So Tony, obviously, you think for yourself. You uh, uh, drive open-wheel cars, midgets, and silver crown, and you want to go on stock cars. So let me ask you something along that line. You've shown some support for a series called the W Series that is for women only. And some women have said that that is a silo that they don't want to be a part of, that women want to race against men and not be set aside to race against each other. Is that something that you uh, embrace or how does that work out?
9: Yeah, I've actually, before I participated in the W series, I spoke on it before and I said that I thought it was a terrible idea. I was like, why would I want to just race against other females? Like the great thing about racing is that we all race against each other. Gender doesn't matter. The car is no gender. So I'm like, why would we put ourselves in this box to only race with females? Um, And then once I spoke with them and they reached out to me and they kind of told me their message and their reason why they were doing it that way, um, I understood that it was all for, like, female empowerment and to, like, bring equality. They just wanted to give us a chance and, like, an equal chance. Mm -hmm. Um, So their message behind it wasn't to put us in a box. It was just to help us, like it was a more of like a stepping stone, like use this as a stepping stone, get your name out there. Um, we're going to give you a car, give you an opportunity. It wasn't like limit, limit us just to the W series. Um, but yeah, the one thing I love about racing is we all just compete against each other. It doesn't matter who you are. It just,
2: we're all drivers at the end of the day. Whoa. Uh It's at least getting more to that point. I feel (laughs) like, I mean, last year, like if we're going to talk Bubba Wallace or some of the Mm -hmm. other issues with Danica Patrick in the past or Mm -hmm. Billy, Bill Lester or Willie T ribs. Mm I, I, I want to think that we're making progress, but racing in in general has been, it's been kind of a white man sport. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like there's progress being made? Do you feel like fan comments coming at you or with you are okay now? Or do you feel like we still have a long way to go?
9: Um, honestly, I think we still have a long way to go. Yes, we have made progress. Um, but I think we still have a long way to go. And I feel like you know, we're always going to be trying to improve and that's what we should be trying to do. Um, So I do think we have a long way to go, but I do see, you know, like more diversity in the pit area, even if it's like, even like the crew and just like drivers, it doesn't just come down to drivers. I'm seeing just more different faces just as like crew and crew chiefs and just everything's in the pit area. Um So it's exciting to see that we are getting more diverse and we're kind of, you know, progressing in that direction, but I think we still do have a long way to go.
4: Wow. So Tony Bridinger. You have a Lebanese background and you're a woman. That's, which one of these do you feel the most uh, tension when you go into the pits? Do you get more static from being a woman or uh, from being a, a non-American? Having that non-a, non-ethnicity yeah. from somewhere else?
9: Um, Honestly, I think it's kind of both. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's pretty equal, honestly. I think a lot of you know, I feel like a lot of people that have an issue with it, or at least voice their issue, are is, like always on social media. So I never feel no. different in the pit area. I don't consider myself as any different. So I don't ever feel out of place just because I don't see myself as out of place. Um, but yeah, it's always just like social media that people kind of like to make comments. But um, I don't really read them or pay attention to them that much because I'm like, there's kind of behind a keyboard, so they think they're all tough. Yep. So the, the, yep.
4: Go yeah,
3: ahead. one more stat. Yep. Right, okay.
4: The people who come to you in the pits, maybe the girls that ask for autographs or any of the, the fans who come around, do they have any, they just like you as a driver? Do they have any uh, uh, mention at all of you being a woman of Lebanese background?
9: Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of the comments I've gotten of, you know, inspiring people from my, like, my Lebanese background have been through social media um so it's been really great a lot of people have dm'd me and sent me messages how inspirational it is to see me doing this um oh, cool. so I've definitely received yeah. a lot of support which has been really amazing because I really wasn't expecting it um and it means a lot if I can even just make a small difference for somebody um but yeah like when I'm at the racetrack and I see other females um a lot of times they'll come up to me or they want like an autograph or a picture or they'll say you know like it's cool to see you out there. It motivates me. So um, I think it's cool. I think the more kind of females that we bring in the sport, the more we can kind of lift each other up. Good. Good.
3: Tony Breinegger joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Hole Studios. We've been, been doing this for 20 years, Tony, and I've got a seven-year-old daughter, my first and one and only daughter, with this woman that's below oh, me yeah. here. Uh, and, <laughs> no, we're husband uh, and, and
2: wife. And, and,
3: and, and, <laughs> you need to help me. You need to help me out here. Um, what's going to happen when my daughter, she will participate – in any man's sport she, she has no gender as far as she knows what's going to happen when i'm going to start whooping ass on people that start picking on her for being a woman and a man <laughs> what is your what is your what has your dad done when, when when he hears stuff like that yeah i just has he punched people in the face yet
9: honestly my dad's so funny he's kind of like he doesn't like drama. He's like, he's like, we're here to race. We're just gonna focus on racing. Like even when I was a kid, he's like, we're not here to make friends, Tony. Like or anything. Like he's like, he doesn't gonna run away. Don't do your hair and makeup. We're here to race. So my dad's just like, in this like racing bubble. Like he only pretty much looks at the race car, thinks about the race car. Um, so like any like kind of comments like that, he doesn't really. It like, <laughs> goes over him. He's so focused on racing, which is great. Cause like, that's what we're there to do. Everything else doesn't really matter at that point. Once you're at the track.
2: That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. There was a social media comment that I responded to. I think it was after your today show interview and it was something along the lines of, why do we still have to bring up race? Why do we still have to bring up gender? And that's why I wanted your answer to the question, do we still have yeah. a long way to go? Because there it is. We do still have a long way to go. As long as you guys are out there, you and the the Four Sisters or who else, Leah Pruitt and Drag Racing, or just as long as you guys are out there and working your butts off, which you are, <laughs> eventually we won't have to bring those things up.
9: Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's about bringing it up to label us or separate us it's about right. to bring awareness and like help show like other people hey there's diversity because i feel like if you see somebody like you doing something then it kind of makes you feel like you can go do it
2: that's awesome
3: yeah cool now tony as you could tell uh crashers got a little tan to her uh, statmans he's a black man uh, you've got a great <laughs> tone to your skin i'm as wide as they come but you're with <laughs> Listen, you, you, uh, you have a relationship with is it Huda or Huda Beauty. Yes. Uh, c- can I can I get some of that snappy stuff to maybe bring some color to my skin? Oh yes,
9: I got you. They were amazing. They sent me so much stuff. I got you. had <laughs> a little bronzer, a little mascara. Wow. Well, I mean, Light, I mas- don't
4: know. You gotta get some mascara on Kenny. You gotta do that. You <laughs> promise me.
3: He'll do that. Get some yes. mascara on his face. Wow! Oh man, what's the what 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 uh, what, what kind of mascara would you recommend from uh, Huda 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 Huda?
9: Um. Actually, their mascaras double ended, so it's great. You can like get one side that will give you more volume, and the other will give you more.
2: Volume. So it's amazing. Best of both worlds. <laughs> well, Do you Kenny, a- Kenny does some TV shoots for Lucas Oil, so there yeah. you go. If Lucas says that they can't see your eyes well enough, babe, then you just you just put on the Huda mascara. It'll yeah, bring out your eyes right away. <laughs>
3: well, I'm, I'm a listen, I'm a Mac guy. I, I can be a Huda guy pretty Uh-oh. quick, here, Uh-oh. All right. Can you, yes. can you handle that? No. I'll yes. send you. Some, I'll send you some general tires. You send me some freaking Huda Beauty. All right.
2: I got you. Yes. <laughs> you are yeah. unbelievable, Kenny. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey,
3: before before you get out of here, again, thank you for doing this, Tony. Yes. Uh, no, what 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 is the next big step for you? ARCA series has been a hell of a jumping <laughs> off point for a lot of big time drivers Uh, what is the next whether it's a hope or there's actually something in the works is it trucks and xfinity what is it for you
9: yeah honestly i feel like within the arca series like every race is kind of a step for me because these are all new tracks and i'm just learning like the super speedways and the mile and a half and then going to short track the next weekend i feel like every weekend is kind of like i'm setting like a new goal and i kind of make progress um i think like the next big step would definitely be my truck debut Um, so yeah, that's definitely kind of, I have some ways to go before then in the Arca series. Um, but definitely excited for that. It's definitely going to be a big leap. Oh, that'd be awesome.
3: What if IndyCar called and they wanted to put you in F2000 or the Indy light series?
9: Um, honestly, I will never turn down any kind of opportunity or any ride. Um, I feel like, you know, if you're a race car driver, you're a race car driver, you're going to go drive anything. You're not going to be like, oh, I don't feel like driving that today. It's like, it's a race car. You want to go drive it? <laughs> um, so if call, I would go do it.
6: It's a race car. Hey <laughs> yeah. hold it's a race car. It's fast.
2: And it's exactly. fun. Reininger
3: here exactly. in the Freak Nation. Uh, Tony, thanks for doing this. We'll get you back. We'll get you back here in the Freak Nation. We've got a great partnership with General Tire and the ARCA yes. Series. Go out there and just kick some ass, will you?
9: Yes, will do. And, Thank you. And, and, and
3: if you ever find the right bronzer for me, oh,
9: you <laughs> just get, just go, go, get out, get out. Thank you, Tony. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Oh. No.
4: An opinion piece this week said motorsports was at a crossroads and the future might be at risk. The piece looked at electrification in the auto industry and what impact that might have on car racing. It also looked at where the fans go after a year on the couch and how do we get fans back in the stands after they've seen the screen. Finally, the piece looked at fan regeneration. How do you get millennials and Gen Xers interested when they think in terms of 200 characters in a racing world that's 200,000 characters long? Funny, but the freaks have been raising these issues for most of our 20 years. Automakers want to sell cars crowding their showrooms, not win races. The fans want an experience they aren't getting at the track. And we've argued time and again that young people just don't buy the industry format. Glad someone's listening. The issue now, how do you get the racing industry out of its silo and into the real world? Peace.
0: Sports
6: Radio, Redefined.
3: Again, 20 plus years of doing Speed Freaks from the Lucas all Studios coming up. 16 good freaking minutes with the legend Bobby Unser and what he's meant to not just the Unser family out of New Mexico, but what he's meant to Indianapolis, the month of May, multi-time Indy 500 champion. He'll be joining us coming up in about 15 minutes as we wrap up the show.
2: You forgot Emmy award-winning sports broadcaster. You also forgot multi-time Pikes Peak Hill Climb winner. Yeah, the Unser name and Bobby Unser in particular –
3: huge crasher i want to go back to the interview with tony bryninger a young woman making a whole lot of noise in the arca series running on those general tires Uh, an arab american female driver in a sport that hasn't been too friendly to not just certain genders but to people of color it's not lost on us that man what she's done at such a young age She's done an awful lot, and she conti- she
4: understands. And that's one thing that we got from her, at least I got from her when we were talking to her. She understands her place. She understands she's not a Lynn St. James or a Janet Guthrie, but she understands the place that she holds and the importance of her doing well and the audience responding to her. That's the most important thing. Uh, she, she gets it. And that's, that's important. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. I liked how she talked about her dad, just saying, we're not here to make friends. We are here to race. We have a job to do. Let's focus on that. And that's, that's kind of important. I mean, Tony, obviously you could tell by her personality that she is one who makes friends quite easily, but at the same time, she knows that she's out there for a purpose as well. And I, I really love that. Her mom was a refugee in wartime Lebanon. I mean, let that sink in for a moment. So yeah, she's carrying around a lot of history herself and inspiring people thanks to social media. I love it. The whole story is fantastic.
3: Can I lighten it up again? Dang it. Yes. Again, if we can just find that bronzer for my face. And then
2: Kenny wants to get makeup out of her for his TV gigs. Whatever,
3: dude. That's how I roll. (laughs) Uh, The month of May stands on the shoulders of several drivers, including our next guest, Bobby Unser, he passed away. Wow, the significance of him passing away before the Indy 500. Two
2: weeks ago tonight, exactly.
3: 16 good minutes of Bobby Unser. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works.
3: It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, Midget Car Action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motor. Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAVTV, TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAVTV TV and MAV TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24 7, 365.
4: It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil.
2: General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Welcome back to the Freaks, the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And this is the moment we've been teasing... The Unser family, huge at Indianapolis, Indy in the month of May. Bobby Unser lost his life two weeks ago this very night, but he was always, I mean, it was a thing for him, always the first guy at the track driving across the country to his homeland of Indianapolis.
3: He's won the Indianapolis, not one, not two, but three times, and one of the most famous names ever in racing, and one of the most famous drivers ever. Bobby Unser joining the Freaks, and, Bobby, I understand that you were the first in the motorhome lot there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You got to be pretty damn <laughs> yeah. proud of that.
1: Uh, I've never done it before, you know. But <laughs> so we came back for other reasons back to Indianapolis, and uh, so you know, if I'm going to have the motorhome here, might as
3: well bring it here when I get here, you know. So, did you drive that motorhome all the way from New Mexico? Yes, we did, absolutely. Lisa and I did all the way back.
1: Well, I did the driving she does the navigating
3: okay so a dude that's won the Indianapolis 500 three times do you find yourself trying to cook in that and do you find yourself trying to cook in that rV at you know hundred hundred five hundred ten miles an hour <laughs> no
1: we don't do that no no we stop and park it and then we eat and theso cooked me uh she cooked me treats along the way which i call snacks you know yeah And, and so she does that so we don't have to stop. We have enough fuel where we can go almost all the way. We only stop one time for fuel coming back.
3: Do you ever wish, Bobby, that you had a crew with you when you would stop with your RV so you could get in and out of the gas station in maybe 15, 20 seconds? You
1: know, to be honest with you, I'm glad I don't. Because (laughs) this way, Lisa takes care of it. She goes in and pays the bill. We don't have a credit card for those stops. We go into the truck stops, and they have special credit cards. We don't have that, so she goes inside, gives them our credit card. They make the thing work. I put it in the tank and start squeezing it. Then we put one into the other side, so we we take in kind of about, I don't know, 150, 200 gallons on both sides, all at one time.
2: I'm sensing another book needs to be written by you, Bobby Unser, The Adventures of the Unser's. You guys, kind of like the movie Vacation, you guys on the road in your motorhome.
1: I know it it seems like that sometimes, doesn't it? But we have a nice motor home and you know, ironically we but we only use it once a year. Isn't that awful? Wow. It's a it's it's a very big motor home, forty five or 45 feet long, costs a lot of money. And we just don't use it, you know? In other words, places where we go we need to go by air. We have a couple of airplanes and we usually Use those to get places in a hurry. But as we're back here for a month or maybe a little bit longer, we need the motorhome.
2: Now, Bobby Unser, what do you and Lisa and some of the other drivers, some of the other legends, what do you, you guys all have your motorhomes parked in the big lot at Indianapolis Motor Speedway? I know you guys have get togethers. What are some of the things that go on that the fans might not be aware of that are fun? So.
1: You know, You wouldn't believe it, but it's like uh, being in Deadville. We hardly talk to anybody else. Everybody's in their own motorhome. They all have different schedules that they operate with. Most of the guys that are in here are drivers in the motorhome. And then there's a few people like myself, and then like Roger Pinsky is in here. He's not a driver, but he bangs your own lot of race cars. So it's <laughs> it's all a group of people, and they don't socialize like you would think. You say hello to your friends occasionally. You see them occasionally when you go by, but everybody's got a different schedule. So their little motorhome is like their little apartment or their house, so- something like that, see?
2: You know, I've seen some of you guys though at the old Speedway Hotel just having a couple cocktails, having fun. There are some times when you get together, right?
1: Oh yeah, lots of times like that. That's a different thing. We're talking about when you're in here with a motorhome, you're not in here for social. Ah. you're here you're here to yeah, you, know, you get up in the morning, get your rear end out, and go to something else. <laughs> and that's what all the drivers they're they're down there with their cars, or hopefully they are seeing what they're doing, seeing what's going on. You know, if they didn't show a little interest in their team, yeah, they'd get fired and they'd find a new driver. So that just doesn't happen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Very true.
3: Bobby Unser, three-time Indy 500 champion joining Speed Freaks. And, Bobby, of all the old-time drivers that, of course, have parked there in the lot or guys that you wish did, who would be the drunkest? Who would stumble out of their RV if there was ever a chance for them to get drunk in the RV?
1: I don't know. You know, again, I don't ever see any of the guys in their own RVs. I never go in their RVs. You know, they, uh, if you say hello to them or see them, they're in the, everybody's got a, a golf cart. So you see them going by in something like that. And maybe some of them have their wives with them. Maybe some of them got their girlfriends. Who knows, you know? And so motorhomes usually just get left alone that way.
2: Oh, I'm just going to say it's, it's
1: weird. It's a weird thing that I'm telling you It's hard for you to believe Because everybody thinks, wow, well, we're having a big party here But boy, I'll guarantee It's a long way from that
2: <laughs> Alright, then let's go Let's pretend like we're at a bar You or Parnelli there you go, there. Now. Yeah, now we go You or Parnelli Jones, who's going to have the most fun?
1: Well, I don't know You know, we're not spring chickens anymore So you don't have us drink very much Barnelli probably drinks less than I do, so you know to be honest with you, I don't even see him in a bar anymore. I see him around racetracks, t v we used to snowmobile a lot together, things like that but yeah, he does he's never been a drinker, you know hmm. I drink more than he does, and i I don't know I've probably only been drunk five times in my entire life.
3: <laughs>
2: Wow, impressive. That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty good for me, I'll guarantee you.
3: <laughs> Bobby Unser, three-time Indy 500 winner joining Speed Freaks. When did you realize that driving a race car at Indianapolis Motor Speedway has just gotten too fast or you just haven't been able you, – you weren't able to keep up with that car? At what age?
1: Uh, there was never such a case. There, there wouldn't be that case now. It's just my body isn't as good as it used to be. My head's still there. But my body isn't as good as it used to be. But the cars never got too fast for a race driver. That's what the idea of this whole business is, is to see who can go the fastest, however you have to get there, or whatever it takes to do it. It's going to be the car. A lot of good drivers here, incidentally. Lots of good drivers. The problem is that not all the cars are absolutely equal. Not all the mechanics are equal. And what it comes down to is Teamwork. Who makes the best team between the driver and the mechanics, the car owner, that stuff? That's what makes the difference usually. Bobby
4: Unser, we hear a lot of veterans, some other forms of sport—basketball, football, baseball—talking about the changes in their sport nowadays. What changes do you see in motor racing that kind of disappoint you? and That you would like to see go back to the way they were when you were racing?
1: You hit the nail on the head now. I'm and of course, there's there's uh, there's a number of things I don't like now. There's too much the cars being spec cars, meaning that meaning the cars are literally all the same. No matter what the paint jobs look like, the cars are virtually the same. They're made by the same people. They're they're built by the same people. Uh, everything is the same on the cars except the paint jobs. And then you've got two engines. Now you've got a Honda and a Chevrolet. That's the only difference. And they both run so close together, you wouldn't believe it. Especially when you figure that the drivers are really good drivers. If you get two good drivers running one or Ford, or excuse me, one in a, in a Chevy and one in a Honda, and they're running right together, yeah, they'll be running about the same speed. So then your pit stops become important. We are back to the team thing that we talked about. But the things that are not so good right now is the aerodynamics. The cars are nothing but a big wing. Underneath, they're aerodynamically sucking the car to the ground. You can look at them on the, on the television set, and you can see that they're nothing but wings, front and back, sides. Everything with a wing on them. Now, if I was a guy running this outfit, I'd get rid of probably at least 90% of that, maybe a lot more. And then I think the fans would like it a lot better. The cars, I wouldn't have spec cars at all. There wouldn't be anything called a spec car anymore. And this isn't all the racing. It just goes that way because it's cheaper to make these cars if you make, say, 50 at a time than it is to make one at a time. In other words, per, per unit, you know? And and so there's lots of things like that that I think are bad. The mechanics don't touch an engine anymore. The mechanics never pull a spark plug, never look at a spark plug if it's pulled by somebody else, meaning the factory. They don't even know what they look like inside. The mechanics don't. (laughs) So what it's done is it's taken a lot away from the fans. Fans like to see a car different. They like to see a guy in California make one, and a guy in Indiana, a guy in Ohio. They like to see different concepts. It's all possible. And, you know, they started this all off with the idea that it's going to be cheaper. That was the reason for it, and it made sense. Unfortunately, it went the other way. Now they're making all the pieces out of Carbon fiber. Now, to the people that don't know what carbon fiber is that's listening to your show, it's it's a material. It's like aluminum, but it's lighter than aluminum. Twice, here's the, here's the concept, twice the strength of steel, half of the weight of aluminum. In general, that's what carbon fiber is. And, and it's and safer, the tubs, in other words, the frame that the driver sets in, it's way safer than it used to be. I mean by tons. And, and the problem is is that everybody's got the same car. So if your mechanic and your team is equal to mine or mine is equal to yours, hey, and the drivers are all good, which they've got to be pretty good to get here, then they're going to run basically the same speed. And this isn't really the good way to go. They need to get it back where the driver really works hard. You know, I haven't seen a driver get blisters in IndyCars. cars. seen a driver get blisters in their hands almost since the days that Al and I were here, during that era. And I think it's sad. I don't like it. I want the drivers to work harder. I'd like to take all the wings, practically get rid of everything. I take the underneath of the car. And I'd clean it up to where there'd be no more suction on the bottom of the race car under the racetrack, which we have way too much of it now. I'm telling you, the drivers, even though they're good, they're not working hard anymore. You don't even see a driver get out of the car sweating now. They need to make the drivers work harder. They need to make the mechanics do more work. All the the mechanics do anymore, guys, is change parts. Because they're not allowed to change anything. I mean, and you get fined and penalized if they catch you even using, using a different bolt or a different washer. Now you asked me for the negatives, so I'm giving you some. <laughs> Ask me some positives, I'll give you that too, you know. <laughs>
4: Bobby Unser, with the 100th anniversary of the Indy 500 coming up, is there anything inside you that would like to be on that starting grid when those cars take the green flag?
1: Oh, I tell you what, I, I'd like to do it so much you wouldn't believe it. In other words, that's where I was born, and this is where I was raised. You know, and if if I could, if I could still drive and do it again, hey, give me a time machine. I'll show you a new little trick. I'll be in that race just like the other people will. My head knows what it's doing. Unfortunately, my body doesn't keep up sometimes. The guys that do these are, do this are in good shape, incidentally. Yes. I mean, the guys that you see winning races, they're super athletes. I mean, really good. And, you know, they don't know any difference because this is the way the cars were built when they started driving them. You have to kind of go back to my era, my brother's era, Parnelli's era, those type of heirs to those people to see real race cars again and see drivers really work hard. And then you see, ah, the fans really would start growing again. Now, that's my concept. Maybe everybody doesn't agree with it,
4: see? Bobby Unser, you've won hundreds of races and championships. Is there one in all of your memory that stands out? What's the first one that comes to mind when somebody asks you what's your favorite win?
1: Well, naturally, it has to be Indianapolis. Come on, this is the biggest single event in the world, for single day events, I'm sorry. And it's the largest race by far in the entire world. So if you win this thing, I mean, you've really done a big lick. In other words, you've really become famous. Everybody in the world knows you're good. You don't have to go around tell people you're good anymore. They know it. And that's because it's the Indianapolis 500. That is number one and the largest of any sporting event of any kind on earth. So we want to keep it that way you know and i'm proud of it but to think that i wouldn't like to go do it again boy that'd be wrong you know <laughs> i'd love to do it again
3: bobby Unser, That's... one of the greatest drivers in the history of auto sports joining speed freaks on a sunday night.
2: Kenny, just real quick 13 time champion at pike's peak i mean yeah. this guy has done off-road he's done open wheel he's done dirt cars he's got a championship in dirt cars it's it's amazing the diversity of bobby Unser's driving Could I just
1: tell you guys a little deal on that? If we had the rules a little bit closer that I'm describing to you, then you'd see drivers going back and doing different circuits again. (laughs) Like, I'd like to see all these guys go run a major brakes, go run some sprint car races, go run a champ dirt cars. Come and run Pike's Peak. Well, Pike's Peak Dave now, so no, no contest there <laughs> anymore. So, but go to Pike's Peak the whole day. He's, that was a hard deal to do, see? And, and we have good racing all around the country. It's just that technology sometimes just takes over. And when it takes over, you get a little bit of bad from it, and that's what I'm describing to you. Wow. Still good racing though, I'll guarantee you, man. Ooh, I mean we saw we saw the road race the other yesterday here. Colder than heck. Can't imagine how Indy could get so cold in the summer. But it did. And <laughs> but, but it was a good race, you know, and and uh, very, very, very competitive. Drivers weren't because they were in the car working, you
3: know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, thanks for taking time out and joining us once again in the Lucas Oil Studios in the Speed Freaks pits, buddy.
1: Uh, it's nice being out with you guys, and you're welcome to call me anytime. Love talking to you. Thank you, Bobby. All right. You guys be good.
3: And Statman, sorry, you got to follow that legend, Bobby Unser. Shoot the juice to the moose, and Statman... Cut it loose.
0: Zip! <laughs> Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.